0: We're now well into the season of Lent. Lent marks the 40 days between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday. It's symbolic of Jesus' 40 days and nights in the wilderness that we heard in our first lesson. It's also reminiscent of the 40, day, 40 years rather, that uh, ancient Israel wandered in the wilderness en route to the Promised Land. It's also reminiscent of the 40 days and nights of rain during the flood in Noah's time. Forty is one of those important biblical numbers. Whenever you see it, you know that something important is going on in the story of God's unfolding plan of redemption. Lent has remained a time of spiritual discernment and growth for Christians from the very beginning of the church when it was a time of preparation for people to be baptized all the way to today. Today you'll see people give up things for Lent that... They feel separate them from faith. Uh, and other times you see people take on new spiritual practices that might draw them closer to God. Our second lesson is from Psalm 25. And this psalm provides us with a helpful way to think about the season of Lent today. And really, I think the entire book of Psalms does this as we, uh, and uh, because of that, I'll be using. The, the book of Psalms as the, the scripture readings for our midweek services during the time of Lent. So If you are able to join us Wednesdays at noon, we'd love to, to have you, and I'll be exploring the Psalms more during uh, those services. Uh, the Psalms are, frequently, are not frequently used as lessons for sermons, and there are a number of reasons for this, but the reason I say this is uh, because the Psalms might need a little more explanation um, as, as to what they are. The Psalms really function as the prayer book of the church. They were the original hymnal of of the people of God. They give us words to express our joy, praise, sin, forgiveness, lament, and anything you can think of in between. They're rooted in the experiences of ancient Israel, and they give us words uh, to pray to communicate with God. The 4th century theologian and Bishop Athanasius once wisely said that while most of Scripture speaks to us, the Psalms speak for us. The 150 Psalms speak to a myriad of concerns and circumstances, and for generations uh, they have really served the function of giving the faithful words to pray, to sing, uh, to communicate God when we just can't figure out what to say. I invite you to listen now with open hearts and minds as we encounter God's word together from the 25th Psalm. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exult over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right, and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his decrees. This is the word of the Lord. And thanks be to God. There's a film I enjoyed a while back entitled Chef. And it's about a renowned professional chef named Carl Casper uh, in Los Angeles who has an incident with a food critic that ends up costing him his job and is on the verge of costing him his career. After some soul searching, he returns to his hometown of Miami with his son, and instead of opening a new restaurant, Carl decides to, to open a food truck where he can create the simple Cuban comfort foods he grew up with. Besides not having to deal with high-end restaurant politics, there was another perk of his new culinary adventure. He was able to bring his preteen son, Percy, along with him. Along the way, Carl teaches his son all about being a chef, how to use a knife, even giving, him the, the, uh, even giving his son his own special knife, how to prepare food, how to treat customers. Basically, he teaches them how to be a grown-up, how to live. The father takes his son by the hand and leads him on the path of becoming a chef. The son learns not just from his father's teaching, but by his presence along the way. And by their strengthened relationship together. The psalmist in our second lesson this morning longs for such a relationship. Remember, each psalm was written for a particular circumstance or experience in life. Each psalm is a beautiful piece of poetry, but it's also a prayer a prayer speaking to a particular uh, life event or uh, reality of life. People of faith have used these words to pray for thousands of years. Father of the Reformed faith, John Calvin, once said that together, all 150 psalms are an anatomy of all the parts of the soul. Anything a person could ever feel or experience is expressed to God in the psalms in one way or another. From the joy of celebrating the birth of a child to the horror and fear of the school shooting in Florida last week. The Psalms have words to help us express the entire spectrum of human emotion and experience. Our second lesson, Psalm 25, is actually an acrostic poem. Each verse begins with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And if you look, the entire Psalm has 22 verses in it, which is exactly how many letters are in the Hebrew alphabet. So this shows not only the spiritual beauty of this this, uh, poem or uh, prayer, but also its literary uh, beauty. Now the writer of this psalm is facing some troubles. He's lost. The psalmist speaks of enemies, of people against them, possible humiliation and shame, a troubled past, particularly a troubled youth. And in the midst of all this, the psalmist praises God and seeks guidance. But not just guidance, he seeks peace from God. He seeks relationship. Facing his past, present, and future troubles, the psalmist seeks to draw near to God, to ask God to guide him back to the pathways of the Lord, pathways of truth, steadfast love, and faithfulness. We all have moments in life where we feel like the psalmist Our journey of faith can take its own path. Sometimes we feel that we are following the Lord's pathways. Sometimes we feel like we are miles and miles away from them. Sometimes we feel like we are going in the opposite direction entirely. The psalmist's words, it's clear to note, it's very important to note, that the psalmist's words are not those of a super believer showing everyone just how holy he is. Rather, these are very real words of human expression, of one's yearning for God, of feeling distant from God. He's like a hiker on a trail. He feels alone, perhaps lost, and suddenly he comes to a crossroads, a fork in the road, and he's desperate to find direction. The psalmist pleads, teach me your ways, show me your paths. He's looking for guidance, for direction in his life at a very important uh, junction in, in his journey. And in relationship with God, this is exactly what he'll find. Psalm 25 shows us that God is like a parent, a parent who takes us by the hand, who not only shows us the pathways we are to take, but also walks beside us. God is like a loving parent who walks beside us no matter how far we might feel we are from the path and lovingly continues to call us back. Like the psalmist who is at a crossroads in their life's journey, our relationship with God has a pathway of its own. Sometimes it follows the paths of the Lord, sometimes it doesn't. But no matter what, we learn that God walks beside us. The God the psalm speaks to does not hold grudges over our past failures and transgressions. This God is always extending a loving hand to those in need. This God leads us in truth and teaches us God's pathways. St. Augustine, you know, the guy they named the city in Florida after. uh, St. Augustine, or Augustine, uh, sometimes it's pronounced that way, uh, lived in the 4th and 5th century and Uh, He was a bishop, but he was also one of the most prolific writers of faith and theology in the early church. He wrote many works that are now required reading in seminary, and among these are his confessions. Augustine wrote his confessions about his troubled youth and his own journey of yearning for God when his path was parallel to and at odds with the Lord's. My favorite quote from the confessions reads as this, You were within and I without, and there I sought you. You were with me when I was not with you. You called and cried and burst through my deafness. You gleamed and glowed and scattered my blindness. You touched me and I burned for your peace. You have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. Augustine reminds us that God continues to call out to us, especially when we feel far from God's pathways. He also reminds us that even when we feel that we are at odds with God, we can still strive for God, and more importantly, God will strive for us. God reaches out to us like a loving parent, guiding us back to the Lord's pathways of peace and justice and mercy, God sending God's own Son, Jesus, into the brokenness of our world is our greatest proof of this ever-reaching love. And as our journey continues on, we'll have times where our pathway and God's are one and the same. And others, and at other times, will feel like they're at odds. Regardless of where we are in this journey, we can trust that God in Christ will continue to reach out to us as we continually grow more and more in the knowledge of God's grace and love. As we begin the season of Lent, the Psalms can become our guidebook, our trail map for helping us to seek out and recognize the pathways of the Lord in our lives. The Psalms help us express the joy and praise of when we witness God at work in our midst, And the Psalms can help us find our way back when we feel like we've gone off the trail. Along this journey, as we strive to find and discern pathways, the Christian community, the church, plays an important role. Our journey along God's pathways is always relational. It's about our relationship with God and our relationships with one another. Even if, and perhaps especially when we are at different points along the way, we are able to encourage one another on this journey, allowing each other to ask the challenging questions, allowing us to voice the times when God feels close and when God feels far away. Being in community helps us to instill hope and see God at work when tragedy and pain come across our paths, reminding us of God's ongoing work of redemption in this broken world. So friends, as we begin the season of Lent, may this be a time when we continue together on the pathways of faith, encouraging each other uh, on our own journeys, together using the psalmist's words as our guide, communicating with God in prayer for our journey. So may we continue on this journey, not alone, but together together with God through the comfort of the psalms and prayer, together with one another, knowing that we are on this together, that we might grow in grace and gratitude of the God who loves us in Christ and who, like a loving parent, never stops reaching out to us. Blessings on your journey, friends. And know that no matter what life may throw at you, remember, you are not alone.